Hey, this is Jeremy McCrory, and this is the Run for Jesus podcast, a ministry podcast that will help you run the race of faith in your Christian life like never before. This evening, what we're going to do is I'm going to share with you some scripture, and then at the end of it, I'm going to share a video, a group by Shane and Shane. Anybody familiar with Shane and Shane? Those two men can sing, Christian duo, Shane and Shane. Uh, they, have, they have a hymn melody that, that they're going to share, I'm going to share kind of thing. And I want us to just think about things in prayer that we've, we've gone through tonight, but others we might pray for. So tonight we're in Psalms 46. Psalms 46 is the place we're going to land. Now, if you have missed the last few weeks, we've been in Proverbs. We've been looking at wisdom, and you can go back and watch any of those to catch up with that. We went through chapters 1 through 9. But this week, we're going to look at God being our refuge. Why do you and I believe we need a refuge? Why do we need a refuge in this life? Life is hard. Life is hard? A lot of things happen. The things you can control, the things you can't control. What? Why else? We have an enemy. We have an enemy, and if we don't, we don't rest or take a step back, or we don't spend time with Him. What happens? It's easier to wear us down, isn't it? What else? Why do we need a refuge? You know, I've said this before. Sometimes when I think of a refuge, I think of a, like a cabin out in the middle of nowhere with with no connection to internets, phones, televisions, anything. It's just you, your Bible, whatever provisions you need for food for that week, and you're just spending time out there in the quiet. You know, to me, as a person that grew up, then computers came and then phones came, it's nice to get out and just communicate with God in a different way. Waking up and just being with Him. But we all need a refuge. We all need a place to go. And within this passage in Psalm 46, it really illustrates the fact that God is that refuge. So how can we go to God? How can He be a refuge? We're thinking spiritually speaking, but He is our refuge. Psalms 46 verse 1, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth should change and though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake at its swelling pride. Selah. What, what does that mean? What does that mean? That, that He is what we go to. He is our peace, right? I don't know peace apart from Him, right? I don't know a calmness in my heart. I don't know what direction and renewal and restoration and all of those things which happen at the feet of God without interruption. And I know many of us, we have kids or grands or something's always going on. But to have a day without interruption, we almost think, what? What's wrong? If you get a big allotment of quiet time, what happens? You begin to look around. You don't know what to do, do we? You know, 
It's that quietness that we hear His voice more clearly, right? When we cut all the noise out. When we say, God, I just have to meet with you today and everything else I get to do, it's just extra. You know, it's that mindset that no matter what comes our way, if the world changes, if everything gets worse than it is right now, which we know it will, and if everything stands against us, the Lord is our refuge and strength. He's who we run to. The Lord is what we need. And we all need that refuge in our life. So what happens for you and I when we begin to understand that? Our need for the Lord. We begin to relinquish control to the Lord. And what happens the more we give control over? We're helpless, right? No. The more we give control over, over the more freedom we have, right? The more we are willing to say, God, it's all about you and you're all I need. We don't need anything else. We have a lot of people, and, and I'm included sometimes, where I think I need a lot of stuff and a lot of things. But all I need is Him to be happy. All I need is Him to find that peace and that forgiveness and that grace. There's no other place I want to go to. And I know we have the invent of having internet and Google and, and we have stores where you can get just about anything you want if you have the right money and the time. There's all those things there, but nothing compares to what the Lord can provide in our lives. So we have to understand our peace, our gladness, our contentment comes at His feet. Let's look at verses 4 and following. It says, There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The holy dwelling places of the Most High. Now, when you think of a river, if you've ever been to somewhere like Gatlinburg in those areas, those little rivers, right? Sit out next to them and how calm and peaceful they are, right? Well, yeah, you could do that too. It's still calm, but it's cold. But it is calm and cold. But that's kind of what I think of that calmness, that peacefulness. And it's, it's, it's the holy dwelling place of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She will not be moved. God will help her when dawning, morning dawns. The nations made an uproar. The kingdoms tottered. He raised his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Selah. And so... We must understand that He's in control of all of the things that are going to happen in our life, past, present, and future. The things we like to worry about, the things we like to plan out. And, and, and if you're like me, I'm a planner. I'm one of those, I have a planner, I write down in my planner. It, uh, it has all the things that, that I'm doing, um, it has all the things that are coming up, and it's stacked full of all the things I might need. So I'll make a plan. But what happens? I can make a lot of plans, right? I can say, well, this is my plan for this week, and this is what I'm going to do. And I can even plan way ahead. You know, my calendar goes all the way through December. I can plan out as far as I want, can I? But who plans my calendar? The Lord does. He knows my days better than I do. And I can't go on my day and say, God, I've got to accomplish all this. I don't have time. Because more that I do that the drier and drier my life gets, right? The further and further away from Him being my stronghold, my refuge, my Lord. And I begin to walk a different path. 
But the more I look at my calendar, I should have a week, which is kind of makes me a little nervous when I have a week that's totally open and I don't have anything to write down. Then I'm kind of like, is something going on? Is something wrong? But there's times to which we need to get and just spend with the Lord. It says in verse 8, it says, Come behold the works of the Lord, who has wrought desolations in the earth. He makes wars to cease to end to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns chariots with fire. He takes care of us, doesn't He? The Lord takes care of us. He loves us that good, doesn't He? He has a mercy, a tender mercy is what the Bible calls it, that's like none other. I don't know how many of us ever did this growing up, but have you ever looked at the sky at night? And you thought, all those stars, right? And you've seen all the photographs from NASA that shows all of the pictures back to Earth. You think of all the things that God created, yet He knows my name. He knows your name. And cares about each and every one of our needs. But He just wants us to spend time with Him. He wants us to grow closer to Him and know that no matter what we face and what comes against us, that it's going to be alright. Because God has not left any detail unchecked. He has everything within His control. And He can protect you and I whenever we need Him the most. And what it reminded me of is this understanding that when I'm at my weakest, He's at His strongest in me. How many of you have ever seen that? When I feel like it's out of control, but God is in control... He's his strongest point, right? I think the Bible says in a different way. It says, you know, when I empty myself of me, there's more than enough room for him, right? But I've got to come to him, right? There's times that God says, you don't have this because you hadn't asked for it. There's times where we're worried about something and wringing our hands and we haven't came to the Lord like we ought to. And then when we come to him, what happens? We take that deep breath. God's got this. He's in control, and I do not have to worry. And I love this because it really illustrates the whole mindset of this passage. It says, cease striving and know that I am God. Cease striving. What does that mean? Be still. Don't try. You can't do what God can do. God can do what we can never do. See, we are limited, right? God is limitless. So when we think something cannot happen or something is improbable or impossible or hard to understand, God says, trust me. He does. And we've got to trust Him when we don't know what's going to happen in the days ahead. We've got to trust Him when we don't know what's going to happen in a situation. When we're scared for someone else or when we're going through difficulties, He says, cease striving and know that I am God. He says, I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. The Lord is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. What was David saying there? What was going on there? What was he saying? He said, we can go all the way back to the beginning and we can say God has been with us, right? Through the ups and downs, when we've disobeyed and been sent out on exile... When we've disappointed and hurt others, God has been there. 
God is our great deliverer. The Lord of hosts is with us. And when He is with us, what can be accomplished? It all can be accomplished within His will. So, so it says, again, that word Selah. It's, it's a turning over to God. So it lends me to, to look at things from different perspectives. And I love to step back and look at things at different perspectives. Because sometimes when you and I are going through something, if we're willing to step back and look at the situation and look at what God is doing and able to do in the past He's done, what He's going to do even now. And sometimes we don't always understand the full brevity of what's going on, do we? We don't know all the details and we don't know what's going to happen. But we know a God who is our refuge and strength. He's ever-present in our time of need. That means where I go, He goes. That means where He is, I want to be there. And where I find myself getting meandering into the ways of the world, I start forgetting those things, don't I? And I need those times of refuge. Those times of retreat. Those times where I unplug and I lose all service with the world that I might regain what I need to with Him. Because I know that God is trying to speak to us all the time. He's demonstrating His love for us. If you go outside, you look around and you see everything that God created. You see how He's blessed friendship over the years. You see the pastors and the ministers and the leaders and the spiritual leaders and the people in our community that have for so long carried this community with prayer. And when one person didn't have it, the other person did, they helped one another. And whenever there was a need, it didn't take long for the word to get out, did it? Somebody was going to be there. And it was the Lord that was going to get the credit because the Lord's been so good to us. Psalm 46.1 says this, God is our refuge, a very present help in trouble. It's important that you and I recognize Him as the place that we find our peace. It's important that we know that when we are struggling through life's ups and downs, Scripture can speak directly to the marrow and the heart of the matter. See, God doesn't do things by happenstance. Sometimes we think we read scriptures and we're kind of like, why did I read that? And then we tuck it away in our memory banks and then later on, week two, so forth, down the road, we get to a trouble or, or a split in the road where we have to do, go through things we never expected. Then what happens? God does something that we think, where'd that come from? Because if you're like me, you don't remember reading it. But then you say, where'd that come from? And it's God's reminders that He's still with us. That He's not going to leave you. He never has in the past. And He's not going to start today. And that's the great comfort that I return to. You know, I have to return to those places. Almost doing a U-turn in the road sometimes because I get so bogged down in the way that this world tries to come against us. And if we're really honest, we can look in any kind of media facet form and we can get worried about the world. Or we can keep our eyes on God and trust that He's got a plan in all of this to bring folks to Him or to bring folks into judgment like Revelation says. Because God's going to do all those things, right? God's going to do what nobody 
Nobody ever could. But it requires for His people to give control to Him. And that's one of the hardest things to do is to let go. It's one of the hardest things to do. But often I think there are times that we go through trials and hardships so that we recognize our need for Him. Because sometimes we go through things and we're like, well, God, I have nothing left. I have nothing. I'm just struggling through this. But then we realize that He's there. And we say, God, You're my present help. I need You, God. I have nothing else, but I have You. And that's when God does what only God can. And He changes everything. When you and I are surrounded by the difficulties of this life, and it seems like there's no exit, there's no way out, there's nowhere to go, where do we turn? Who do we turn to? Well, in this passage this evening, I'm going to ask you to turn your eyes upon Jesus. Now, if you've ever heard those sets of songs, those words, you're automatically singing a hymn in your head, aren't you, from growing up? I don't care if you can't sing, Or if you sing like Barney Fife, I don't care. You're singing that in your head right now. But turning our eyes, seeking Jesus, this is what we need to do. Seek Jesus as you watch or listen to this and experience His providence. How God provides for you, will provide for you. And what I want to ask you to do is to pray for any friends, family, co-workers, Anybody that you might think needs the provision of the Lord, that needs to know that He's still there, that He is worth putting our entire trust into. And whenever this video is finished, I'm going to ask a favor. I'm going to ask, could you please just exit in silence? If you could do that. So there might be some people that need to stick around and talk through some things. I'm going to be back here by this couch when it's over. I'd love to pray with you if you've got something we need to pray through. Uh, But I'm going to ask that you watch this and just think about Him.
Thank you for listening to the Run for Jesus podcast with Jeremy McCrory. Tune in next time for more relevant sermons and ministry helps to help you run the race of faith in your Christian life like never before. Thank you.